You know that expression, it's a lot to unpack? It's me, Cindy. I was just thinking about that, about how this past year has been, well, like a lot to unpack. And how with now vaccines starting to tally up, part of me is starting to feel a little nervously optimistic. And yet, I wonder if we are or if I am going to find it some kind of challenge to transition to what it's going to be like next. Does that sound weird? I don't mean it to sound weird. It's just that we've all had this really different year, and things are still different, but it's starting to sound like some normal's coming back. I just heard they're looking at reopening Broadway this fall, which is still a long way off, but at least, hey, isn't that like a flicker of hope at the end of the tunnel? It's never stopped just killing me how many people and businesses and mainstays and cornerstones of our lives have just had to drastically, or in the case of theater, dramatically, ground to a screeching halt. So there's that. A lot to unpack right there. And then I read today neurologists pointing to something called third quarter phenomenon. It's where they see people who've been in isolation or in an isolated lifestyle for a stretch of time. Sound familiar? And they start to experience mood shifts about three quarters of the way till their time is done, feeling anxious, withdrawn, more vulnerable. As Astro would say, rut-row. Astro, you know, the Jetsons, in case you don't get that cultural reference. If you find yourself extraordinarily cranky, unhappy, just off, you can figure it's psychological forces at work. Like we've heard through other stages, it's not you. If it helps, find something positive to focus on. A mission, a goal, being a better human. You don't need to worry about that, do you? And it can help if you keep a routine that helps you feel in control and offer some little joys along the way. Get outside in nature, exercise. That's one of those do-as-I-say-not-what-I-do things. And once you and those you've missed the most are all vaccinated, you can get together just for fun. Honestly, just thinking about bringing back art nights. I was thinking about what history books are going to say about this time. It's been just flat-out knockdown crazy. And I know that years from now, when people talk about 2020, somehow the great toilet paper shortage will be part of the story. Year-end numbers show toilet paper sales doubled at the start of the pandemonium. Not a big surprise, but the truth is they probably would have been more than doubled had the supply not run out. What I wonder is, how many among the biggest panic-driven hoarders still have a basement full of rolls? I think there might still be a lot of closets and garages stockpiled with toilet paper because it turns out, ironically, sales today are below where they were before the pandemic hit. So everybody still has plenty of toilet paper. It's okay now. Again, weird, right? Among the many startling statistics and oddities I've been reading about that will shape the memory of this past year, our sudden drive to stock up on toilet paper will be among the oddest or at least among the oddest, among the first hits that life was about to get very weird. Masks caught on pretty fast, and for those who wanted a mask that had some personality or sparkle, the pop-up mask industry helped some make side money, sewing, you ready for this number? Over 53 million on Etsy alone. 53 million is a number you're going to want to throw around. Hand sanitizer was another big seller. So are you surprised if I tell you sales jumped 261% the first month. And over the year, you ready for this one? Numbers continued to soar, topping a 624% increase for the year. I mean, that is so much hand sanitizer. It's amazing anybody still has skin, right? Screen time dropped over half. No, I'm just joking. It skyrocketed from an average of three hours to 13 hours a day. 
Yeah, it sounds about right. I won't even talk about little kids. Just figure when this is behind us, they're going to have to go outside and play for a while. If you live anywhere near an oven, you probably know baking became a thing. And baking bread, which is a real comfort-to-home thing, triggered the best year that yeast companies have had in, well, forever. Sales doubling the first year after quadrupling in the month of March, and yes, causing another shortage. We saved a lot of wear and tear on our cars, collectively driving about 430 billion fewer miles. But that's because we were so much more inclined to stay home or trapped like rats. But with all our time home, just from April through July, power company billings were up $6 billion over average. Time magazine has a long list of how much, how many, what percent of what changed, and usually in a pretty big way over the past year. You can take a look if you want more, but I was looking at the numbers that relate to my own personal experience over the last year. I didn't think to keep track of how many books I read, but I can tell you I wasn't the only one who totally relied on the public library app Libby to keep me in ebooks and audiobooks. Libby's numbers were up 50%. I didn't think to count the boxes of Oreos or the days in a row that I wore the same sweatshirt or the money I saved going with COVID hair instead of going to get my hair done. The number of times Kebster beat me to my glass of milk and either knocked it over or just stuck his head in for a nice drink. But as close as I can figure, I've probably spent about 1,125 hours talking on the telephone, watched about 750 hours of TV. I've read uh, or maybe just deleted about 15,000 emails. I've played Roughly in both cases, 1,875 rounds of that Simon's Cat game, ditto free sell, although I have to tell you, I am a master at both now. Here's what I didn't do. With massive amounts of free time, the likes of which I will probably never have again, I did not write a book. I did not learn Spanish. I did not learn anything new. I could be a fabulous guitarist by now. All right, that's not true, but I could have made the effort. And I'm not even going to mention the attic or the garage. No, I'm not even going to address that. I didn't go anywhere, although that's not my fault. And even though I thought I was going to, I didn't wind up bringing home another dog. But in the past year, 269,896 pets got adopted. Some of them starting out as fosters during shelter shutdowns and having their temporary stay become permanent. So that's pretty sweet. Oh, and the one last statistic I'll give you. The average American gained eight pounds. So, again, it's not just you or me. If you want to hear more, follow or subscribe to the It's Me, Cindy podcast. Or maybe pass it on to a friend. Tell them it's just me trying to make sure we're all okay. Or a little better than okay. Because, you know, sometimes there is just really a lot to unpack. Thanks for listening.